Hey, good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. It's your guy Larry, and you just tune into Larry's Biblecast. How are you guys doing this morning or today? Man, I'm telling you, God is good. If you woke up this morning and you are got up and got your health and your strength and just have a good place to stay and a good place, something good to eat. Um, basically, if you have breath in your body, guess what? God is faithful. God is faithful and he's continually being in control. Amen. And sometimes I have to tell people, sometimes we don't, we don't have what our, our wants are, but we do have our needs. And that means, you know, sustaining life, um, you know, provision, whatever your situation may be. I mean, just thank God that whatever you have, God has, has blessed you with it, whether it's a little or a lot. I remember reading the scripture passage in the Bible uh, where the apostle Paul talks about um, the, he learned the, he's learned the, um, the gift of, of just being uh, faithful, but also just being content of contentment. And he's learned what it was to have a lot. And he's learned to have a little and whatever situation he's been in, he's learned to be content in whatever situation he was in. Do you find yourself like that today? So if you have a lot, then praise God, you have a lot, but never forget what it was like when you had a little. Maybe you have a lot and you have an abundance, not just because you're blessed, but because you're able to have an abundance and able to give more to those that are in need. You know, um, those are always things to think about if you have an abundance and God has blessed you tremendously with something you can share with someone else. So that could be something that you may have the gift of abundance or many blessings, like people will love to say. Maybe you don't have as much as you like, but maybe maybe this morning you find yourself in, in need. Well, continue to pray and ask the Lord to give you what you need. And the Bible declares that he always gives us what we need. It doesn't matter in other words, the sparrows and the and the the birds of the air, he cares for them, he feeds them, he makes sure that they have something to eat all the time. Even though we see birds they're of the nature and they go and they eat what they can and eat what they they have. And even though maybe you don't have as much as you think you should have or should or need. But every day there's something that you can either go into the refrigerator or your cupboard or someplace and you have something to eat. Maybe you're kind of low on funds and maybe it might be challenging for you financially. But some kind of way, if we pay attention and pay close attention, God finds a way to give you what you need in a time that you really need it. Sometimes, whether it, be, it may not be money, it may not be finances, but it could be provision coming from some other source or someone that might have blessed you or willing to bless you. And I'm speaking to those that are in need right now. I challenge you or ask you to pray. Ask, you know, pray to God who will give you provision. 
give you sustainability. One thing I will give you a testimony about my life has been that God is truly a sustainer. And it's really been, it has really been challenging at times in my life where I had no other choice but to depend on God, depend on his sustainability, depend on him to provide, even when there was no one that could help to provide. Being in a situation has helped me to trust God more. Isn't that something sometimes when sometimes you may appear to not have what you need? And sometimes you are in a situation where no one else can help you or no one else can you can lean on. But what sometimes when we're in those situations, you have no other choice but to depend on God. God wants us to depend on him. God wants us to trust him. God wants us to look at him as our sustainer and our provider, no matter what. And sometimes we forget that when we have a good job, when we have a nice place to stay, or sometimes we have a nice car to drive. (laughs) Sometimes we tend to kind of forget that You know, God is really our sustainer and our provider, even when we have the things we want and the things we need. Listen, if you are if you're listening to me today and you have everything you need and everything you want. Think about those that don't have. Think about how you can bless them today. Think about how you can reach out to them and be a blessing to them. And those that are out there in need, maybe that person that has everything might be a way in which God is going to bless you. So there's both out there in the world that we live in today, in a community, in our community of people that we live among. There's always someone who has need and there's always someone that can provide a need. Remember, we, God helps us be a blessing to one another and God uses us in so many different ways. I'm not sure why God put it on my heart to talk about this today, (laughs) but I'm blessed to tell you right now that I do have everything I need. And I also see how God has sustained me and how God has blessed me and how God has kept me afloat through tough times, and now he's blessed me to have what I need for now. I praise God for every trial and tribulation, every circumstance that I've ever been through, because through those circumstances and those trials, I've learned. I've learned so much more about myself in these trials, and I've learned a lot about God in these trials. You know, it's very true what they say about the footsteps in the sand. I'm sure some of you may know that poem, but if not, I challenge you, go and check that poem out. And that poem reads very true because the footsteps in the sand is about a man or a person in this poem who was walking along the beach, along the shore, and saw footsteps in the sand. And during those times, they, he mentions that there was, a, there was four or was two sets of footsteps. 
That means some of his own and some of the other person or unbeknown to us, it was the Lord that was walking beside him. But there were moments and times where he only saw one set of footprints, which was his very own. Come to find out, during those, during those times, those were some of his most challenging times, certain trials and certain downtimes he's had where he's only seen one footstep, one set of footsteps, which he thought was his own, walking in the sand. He asked the person that had the other foot, other set of footsteps that he now, well, we now know, according to a poem, that it was the Lord that was walking beside him. He asked him, he said, why, why was it that I only seen one foot set of footsteps during those times of trials and tribulations, during the most dark times, the most challenging times of my life? Did you leave me? Was, or were you always beside me? Why was I only able to see just one set of footsteps? Well, according to the poem, Jesus told him that during those times when you only saw one set of footsteps, it wasn't yours, it was mine. And during those times of trials and tribulations and dark times and challenges, I was the one that was carrying you. I was carrying you through those times that you was feeling alone or you was feeling challenged or you was by yourself. Now, of course, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing a lot of that poem, but I tell you the truth. That poem is very true about those of us that's in the Christian life. A lot of times, you know, just because we trust God doesn't mean that we don't still go through challenges. Don't, don't, doesn't mean that we don't go through trials and tribulations. Doesn't mean that your tests, your faith don't get tested. It simply means that there are times that we do have to be reminded to trust God and depend on God, even when we don't feel like he's there. Yes, don't feel bad as a believer that you feel as though you don't really or not sure if trust if you trust God. Listen, we all go through challenges of our faith. We all go through these things, whether or not we feel like God is there. Does he care? Why would he take us through these things? Why would he allow us to go through these challenging times? But I tell you the truth. So far, and I don't claim to know everything, but so far in my life, through all the tough challenges and the trials and tribulations of life, I've discovered that there are times where Yes, I have had to depend on him more and I was challenged to the core of my faith, whether or not God was there, if he cared. And you know something? God has shown me more that, I, that he cares and that he's there with me, even though I felt like he wasn't. And I will say this one more thing. The times that you don't feel God is really the times when you really are walking out in faith. When there's no one else that you can lean on, no one else you can call or text, you feel like you're totally by yourself in this. You feel like you've been abandoned. And even God himself doesn't seem close. Yes, it's straight, whether it's darkness in the void of nothingness. Imagine 
You're still walking in faith and you're still trusting, even though you don't feel his presence. Still begin to walk in faith. And guess what? God is still there. His presence is still there. Just trust and believe that no matter what you're going through, no matter how tough that situation is that you are going through, whether it's a need, whether it's health, whether it's sustainability, whether it's a job, whatever it is at this time in your life, man, just continue to walk out in faith. Trust and believe that what God is is doing is he's preparing you for a blessing. He's preparing you for a door to be open no matter what. And I will say this one last thing. Not every situation is either the devil trying to get you (laughs) or God trying to punish you. Sometimes it's just plain life. Life is challenging. You know why? Because life is not perfect. The world we live in, the circumstances surrounding us, is not perfect. They include relationship problems. They include, you know, job losses. They include health health challenges. Man, life is not perfect. And God never promised that life would be perfect. But God did say that though your life may not be perfect and though your situations may be challenging, I will be with you, whether it be through the valley or the hills, whether it be through light and darkness, whether it be through good times or bad times, through loss or through gain. Remember, I told you, the Apostle Paul has talked about it and he said that he's learned the art of contentment. He's learned to have faith in whether, whether what season of life he's been in, whether it's been good times or bad times, whether he's had plenty or he's had a little. God has also showed me how to continue to be sustained, how to continue to stay on some kind of sure footing at times. Yes, my faith has been challenged and I'm ups and downs. Sometimes I feel good. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm happy. Sometimes I'm not. (laughs) Ups and downs, right? Listen, I'm no different than any of you. I have some good days. Sometimes I'm moody. But you know what? God is always faithful. And God doesn't change whether it's rainy outside or sunny, right? He's still God. And that's what I love about him. When I'm when I'm when I'm kind of flaky and I don't feel like it or I don't feel good or I don't I kind of am moody. God is the same no matter who no matter who I am. Never claim to be perfect. Never. We're human. You're human. So if you feel like you've kind of faltered a little bit on something, don't beat yourself up. You're human. You're not perfect. At the same time, that's why we need him. And that's why we need to trust him. That's why we need to lean on him. One of the verses in the Bible, it talks about that, right? Trust in the Lord and lean not unto your own understanding, but all your ways. Trust in him, depend on him, and he will guide you. 
He will lead you to the right path. He will he will show you which road to take in life. So don't feel bad that you're human. <laughs> you're not. We fail, we get back up. You fall, you get back up. You make a mistake, keep going. Don't feel bad. All right. Hey, I got a little bit more to share. I'll be right back with you. Stay tuned. Hey, so welcome back. And I'm glad you stuck around. Hey, listen, I have a devotional by a gentleman by the name of John M. Perkins. Now, to be honest with you, I wasn't familiar with who John M. Perkins was, but he was a Christian minister, civil rights activist, and a Bible teacher. And he's an author and a philosopher. Um, And he was born back uh, June 16th of 1930. He's a founder and president of Emeritus of the John and Vera May Perkins Foundation. That was with his wife, Vera May Perkins, also known as Grandma Perkins. He is a co-founder of the Christian Community Development Association. Despite of being, being a third grade dropout, it says here in Wikipedia, Perkins has been recognized for his work with 16 honorary doctorate degrees from the from schools including Belhaven University, Virginia University of Lynchburg, Wheaton College, Gordon College, Taylor University, Northern Seminary, and Millsaps College. And he has served on the direct board of directors of World Vision and Prison Fellowship. Now, I wanted to go ahead and start um, sharing with you this uh, plan on good news for all people. It is a Bible devotional plan. You can find this also in the Version Bible app. I highly recommend this app for reading, um, not just for the verse of the day, but of course, your regular Bible reading. It comes in different translations and uh, different Bible translations as well, different versions of the Bible. So if you're into the King James Version, a new King James, NIV, or the New Living Translations, or many others that they have on this Bible app, feel free to check it out. I would highly recommend it. And it also has wonderful devotionals, also has good, just good things, tools to to go by. Now, one of the things that one of the verses here or the from day one He goes into um, actually one of the verses. It talks about from John, first John chapter four, verse 20. It says, if someone says, I love God, but hates a fellow believer, that person is a liar. And if we don't love people, we can see how can we love God? We cannot see. Amen. So let's read this devotional. It starts off by saying, I am 87 years old. I've lived a long life. I'm full of gratitude for opportunities that I've had to serve a wise, as serve a wise, merciful, almighty God. I'm continually in awe of how far he has brought me, a poor boy from Mississippi with only a third grade education. I grew up as a sharecropper, sharecropping family 
in Mississippi and dropped out of school between the third and fifth grades. Yet, by God's grace, I've lectured at world-renowned universities and received honorary, honorary doctorates. My older brother, Clyde, who served his country in the Army, in, the Army uh, in World War II, was shot and killed by a deputy marshal soon after returning home. I've been spat upon and brutally beaten by police. Yet, by God's grace, I've worked tirelessly to help build good relations with relations between local police and urban communities. I've ministered in countries, in country towns, inner cities before large crowds. I've traveled across Europe, Asia, Africa, and Latin America, and I've had the privilege of teach, teaching wide-eyed emerging leaders as well as foggy-eyed accomplished pioneers. All of this by his amazing grace. At my age, I'm thankful to God for a mind sharp enough to keep studying his word. But like a butcher knife, I know that repeated use means the blade will eventually dull, become dull. I'll try not to be dull here. As I come closer to the end of my journey, I am aware that community development can only take us so far because this is a gospel issue. The problem of reconciliation in our country and in our churches is much too big to be wrestled to the ground by plans that begin in the mind of men. This is a God-sized problem. It is one that only the church, through the power of the Holy Spirit, can heal. It requires the quality of love that only our Savior can provide, and it requires that we make some, un some uncomfortable confessions. The problem is that there is a gaping hole in our gospel. We have preached a gospel that leaves us believing that we can recon be reconciled to God, but not reconciled to our Christian brothers and sisters who don't look like us. Brothers and sisters with whom we are, in fact, one blood. The Apostle Paul, excuse me, the Apostle John, I'm thinking of Paul, talks about that if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. We've taken, the outer, taken out these key parts, reconciliation and requirement for justice, essential and crucial parts of the gospel. For most of my life, I have been working hard to help us fill in these in this deep gaping hole by insisting that we admit to some hard truths. Many of us have struggled with the big question of how to make lasting strides in, in the area of biblical reconciliation. As I look back on, on a life that has been devoted to this great mystery, I want to try to offer us a path back. Not back to our history that has been littered with missteps and misguided notions, but a path back to what God intended for his church. A path back to the experience of Pentecost when people from all over the world, the known world, heard the glorious message of salvation in their own language. That was reconciliation at its very best, and it's a beautiful picture. Wow. So what did you guys think about that? So do you think that he's on the right path in this devotion? I think he is. Man, reconciliation takes a bigger picture 
than us just walking down the street and saying hi to one another of a different ethnicity or culture in the background. It takes us to get to know one another. Like, just don't, you know, just say, well, that's just my coworker or that's just my neighbor. Get to know them. Now, some people might say, well, that's just getting into their business or I'm not comfortable with doing that. Well, I'll tell you what. A lot of times, because we have such um, misrepresentation with, with each other, whether it be our ethnic background or cultures, we tend to start to kind of put things um, about them in our minds, kind of like thinking that all oh, they, they, those type of people, they don't, they don't do this or they don't understand that or maybe that person that's of a different ethnic background, you don't think that they go through the same thing you go through. But you know what? Guess what? God sees us all on equal, equal playing field. No matter whether you're rich or poor, whether you're white or black, whether you're Asian or Hispanic, man, you know what? There's all kinds of things that we have in common. We actually do have a lot more in common than we do have in differences. But I think what separates us is the fact that we misunderstand one another and we don't bother to try to understand each other because there's too much prejudice and there's too much, you know, prejudice toward each other in, in what we think of each other. I think that sometimes the way we see one another is more of a challenge instead of understanding and try to understand where we're coming from, where each other is coming from. And yes, he's right in that devotional. Sometimes it's a matter of not just people in general in the world, but in the church. And guess what? Since we are talking about the church, which I'm not talking about the physical body or the physical building. I'm actually talking about the worldwide ministry church. In other words, I'm talking about the church that Jesus Christ is a part of. That is the foundation. He's the one that is supposed to bind us all together, whether we are of each other's backgrounds or cultures and ethnicities. He's the one that we all seem to say that we believe in and we sing his praises or we worship or we go to our separate buildings and worship him. The same God that I, I was a part of and am a part of in the black church, just like maybe you or my, you might be part of in the white church or the, the Asian church or the Hispanic church of doesn't matter if you're serving the same God and you're serving under the same Jesus Christ who died on the cross and your salvation is of the same, then we are, yes, we are the same. In God's eyes, we are the same. But again, though we are the same, we don't seem to reach out to one another. And though we are the same, we don't see each other as brothers and sisters. And though we are the same, that whenever there's a problem, whether it's in society, in our communities, if, someone, if something is happening, whether it's injustice to one of us, then guess what? It should hurt all of us. It should hurt all of us. And I'm talking about the church of Jesus Christ. I'm talking about God's family. If you're my brother, you're my sister, 
What happens to you should also matter to me. It should be injustice as well. So let's show the world how we can be different. Give them the example that they need to see. You know, the Bible says that the world will know that you're his the way we love one another. Love is means concerned about each other's well-being. Doesn't always mean that you have to take up arms and picket and picket signs and stuff like that. But at least, at least do something as minimal as praying for what you see. Whether it is injustice, whether there is a need, whether there is someone way across the other side of the world that is going through a hard time, a hardship, could be an earthquake, it could be something that's happening in another country, but take the time to not just change the channel, not just look away, not just say it's their problem, not ours. What about us? Well, yes, we all go through different things, our culture, our background. We all go through those things, but listen, as believers, we're not supposed to be like the world. We're supposed to be concerned and we're supposed to go out of our way to make sure, to make sure that God is taking care of all of us. God is reaching out to each and every one of us. Listen, let's be the body of Christ. Let's truly be the body of Christ. So what do you think about this devotion? I think this is a devotional, excuse me. I think this is an awesome devotional. I'm going to continue to read it from different times of this of these episodes. So hopefully this encouraged you today. And I hope to see you soon or talk to you soon. God willing. Have a blessed and wonderful day and wonderful week going forward. I will definitely talk to you soon. God bless you. Bye bye.